So actually, I just I got this email today. Somebody sent me this email, and I was thinking of this email. Such a sad email. I, email about a girl. A ma- you know, one of these um, what do they call blogs. Somebody sends this to me about a girl who writes the following thing. She's married, kids, religious husband, and religious kids, but she doesn't believe anymore. That's clear from her, her life description. Well, Lamaisa, she never was a strong believer, but she like lives like this fake life, like for her, her husband and kids. And I was like reading, I, I, don't, I, very, I don't cite it, I've never even heard of the site. Uh, but so I looked at the comments also, and apparently, you know, there was other people echoing this reality, and it really like hits me um, how it's. Well, we all know, and I've mentioned this year, it's really possible to live an orthodox, orthoprax life, going through the motions in life, and really never feeling close to Hashem. <laughs> it's it's feasible, it's possible to go through life and never have Yerushalayim never have a kirva Hashem, and you miss the boat of life. It's, it's such... I'm looking at this thing, I'm thinking like... I, 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 you know, it could happen anywhere, but I, uh, that a girl ha- could be so lost, and, you know, she never really tasted Yahadus. I could see also, from his, without Yerushalayim, without a connection to Hashem, a person's missing a tremendous, tremendous amount. And really, even without stri- striving and steiging in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism, a person's missing a tremendous amount. You can live a life. And really, what this girl what was, what was amazing to me is what she descri- the way she described Judaism. Laws and legalities. And she was, it was difficult. Like All the, the technical things were difficult for this person. A person with a shtickle modernisha, you know, a little bit... Never probably tasted Judaism deeply, but uh, but it was all about laws and, and barriers. It was never about Hashem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you don't feel Hashem in it, of course it's going to be difficult. Anything. If you don't have passion in anything in life, anything in life, if you have you can look at marriage and as as rules of the game. You can parenthood as rules of the game. You can you know if you look at your job, what you can you have to be passionate about your job. Anyone passionate about their job? Anyone love their job? You don't love your job? It's your job. Your job is to be a guy. That's a good. It's <laughs> a great job. Let me tell you something. That's also a job. That's your life. I'm passionate about. That's your life. Absolutely. My mother's retired for years. Very passionate. You get to come to classes and shiurim and do chesed. You get to sub once a while. You should go to preschool. You get to let your husband learn some Torah. You know, get to push your door along around a little bit, you know. <laughs> right? This is great! No, no, no seriously, it, whatever you do, it, this is really the, the, whatever a person does, if they don't appreciate and they're not passionate about it, they don't, they don't gain it. And it doesn't, you don't do it as well and it's not enjoyable. And Yiddishkeit, Torah, is the best. Not only is it the true, not only is it all important, but when a person's connected in the right way, there's nothing better in the whole world. There's nothing better than to be close to Hashem. There's nothing better to be growing. There's nothing better. You're a Shemayim. For an outsider, you're trying to fear Hashem. Like seems like so, you know, puritan, like so you know, scary. And when a person has you're a Shemayim, you realize that you live in awe of Hashem. It's a different galaxy. 
Right? It's a different reality. And what we're learning is so crucial for that spiritual spark. That you can really, you can be surrounded by, you know, all of the trappings of Torah. And if you don't have the hearts of Torah, if you don't have that spark in Torah, you're missing so much. You're missing the essence of what it means to be a Jew. The essence of what it means to be a Jew. And then, I don't know if it's extreme as writing a, 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 an entry on some blog as this girl who lives in an orthoprax life, like to the outside world is religious, and inside is zero. But even if you don't have that, God forbid, you have a lack. There's, like, there's, like, there's a difference between what you want or what, what you should be doing and what you are. Right? I, you know, um, whether it's in marriage or as a parent, when you don't have that intimacy in a relationship, you know, you know, I see it all the time in parent-child relationship from the, from the child's part, from the parent's part, husband, wives, right? When you lack that intimacy, you feel it, right? You don't even feel that, like that loss. If you're a Jew and you don't have that intimacy with a card it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an empty world to an extent. And what creates intimacy is having a, a depth of relationship. So what we're doing is so, so important. I really... You know, and this work is, there's no better work than this loss of Sharm than to get a connection with Hashem and to get a connection to growth and Torah. So we talked about how many reasons to come to, to have that spark. We those three reasons we spoke at at length. Remember any of the three reasons? Three impetuses how to do it? Number one is for the altruistic reason that it's the best lifestyle. Like you can't, when you, when you wanting to be perfect, wanting to have shlemis. You want it because it's, it's in and of itself right. right? It's in and of itself. There's nothing better than that. Right? Is a person, that, that was, I, I spoke at that length. Number two is that there's a reality is nobody likes to be second place. And if you say you do, you're fooling yourself. Right? The whole thing about covered in the world to come, in, in the world of truth, we are how we perform. Right? And, 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 and in life, no. Even a person who, who quote-unquote doesn't care, cares. If you see someone lower than you, the person who's not as intelligent as you, doing better than you. Apology, if I can, if, why are they there if I could do it? And in the world to come, if we don't perform in this world, we will be bothered eternally by the fact that we underachieved. And number three, and we spoke about this at length, and we spoke about it even by the righteous, is performance. Schar v'oynish. At the end of the day, whether, whether you come to this class or not, if you keep Torah and mitzvahs, you're rewarded. If you're a nice person, you're rewarded. If you dress tzniyas, if you're rewarded. If you keep Shabbos, you're rewarded. And if you don't, if you don't, there is a consequence. <laughs> Just like in every area in life. There are consequences. Now, I said this, and, I, and, I, and I'll reiterate it. Life is about taking small steps. It's about direction. Remember we talked about the direction we're at. It's about where you want, where you're headed towards, where you're going. But like Mrs. Lubianka, remember the your nurse? If she doesn't show up, do you, do you give her a raise? Oh. Do you give her a promotion? <laughs> yeah, it depends. Depends. You give her. She doesn't show up. No, 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 no. no. I want to work for your office. No, uh, she's a good worker. But if she doesn't work. I mean, no. If she's did you ever fire anyone? Oh, no. Why did you fire them? Because they did a good job or a bad job? Uh, Bad job. And do, would you ever give someone a little promotion? I give, but not the same person. She's not, she's not working. Right. Uh, but, so you, but you get performance. Really, what about a Kaiser? You need to be 
Kaiser, if you don't show up, you get you get you stick to keep you around. Yeah, and this is with unions. You know, there's no unions in Shemaya. You're all, you're all, <laughs> no, there's no unions out there. You're up for your, you're, right? No, in life, it, it's surreal. You know, we don't. It, it, there is judgment, and we discussed at length why judgment is important. And if if you that if you can't be sparked by the more re- real things, be sparked because there is a consequence. That what we do is consequences. And if we don't pick up our game, if we don't pick up our Yiddish, Yiddish I don't. You know. It's very easy. I'm, I'm telling you, I, uh, you know, I've, I've been in many uh, from communities. It's very easy just to go along with the throw and just think, oh, this is my religious level. <laughs> At the end, it is, but like, never think about like, could I be doing more, or should I be doing more? It's very easy to live, go ahead and live that way. You know, especially I'm the most. I don't know how many times he goes. I'm the. I had a, I had an Israeli time this recently. The guy. I, you know, you know, it's Sephardi Israelis are our piece of work, I, I like artwork. You know, these Masorti guys, I, I love having lunch with them because they just like it's almost they're a geschmack. You know, geschmack. You know what a geschmack is? It's not really a Sephardi word. It's not a Sephardi word at all. Like geschmack is is, is it's not an American word. You can't even translate. Geschmack is just like enjoyable to be with. They're enjoyable guys. Like they can talk. They can solve. They can solve the Brooklyn Bridge. You know, so they start telling me, "Yeah, I'm the rabbi. I put I'm." I need Mutsuyon! You know, like, you know, they start telling me their whole, their, like, I'm, I'm great. So I said, like, what about like, Shabbos? <laughs> Kosher. But they think they're Moshe Rabbeinu. I mean, it's like unbelievable. And they, they, and they, and they you know, you messaged people before, by the way? Okay. Have you ever messaged a person before? A what? Have you met such a person like this in oh, Israel? Yeah, of course. It could, you know, a Sephardi guy who's traditional, who they, you know, and, they, and, and life is good. Like, you know, you know and, and, and there's like no, and I'm telling you, you could be in the Mir Yeshiva and you could be selling yourself completely short. And there's consequences to that. It's, it's, it's not, Hashem is going to look at us. He can play, he can sell the Brooklyn Bridge to whoever. He can't sell the Brooklyn Bridge to, to, to Hashem. <laughs> Hashem is, is going to look at us and what could you have done? And if that doesn't motivate us to push ourselves, then nothing will. You've got to be with that reality that we are in this, we're in this world. So you ladies chose right. So Wednesday night, you could be sitting back sleeping on your couch. On your bed, you can be, you know, none of you have televisions, but there's something called a television. If you could go to your friend's house and watch television, right? Uh, you could, you could be, you know, wasting your time on uh, on Google Book. I mean, there's a million things to be doing, right? You can play play with your phone for the 50th time in an hour. There's a million things you could do, right? But here, so it's unbelievable. But if you don't push yourself, wherever whether you come to this class or not, there are consequences to that. We're in this world. <laughs> Olam Hazeh is a world of advancement, either going or not going, either doing or not doing, either pushing yourself or not. And that's how he ends. These are the things that should motivate us. And the motivation, by the way, for everyone in this room, this is all important, and I've stressed this, I'll reiterate it, is that we should be sparked to push ourselves in. Everyone's different. Everyone's life situations are different. Everyone's upbringing is different. Everyone's Nature and nurture is different, and everyone's challenges are different. But the going in a path in a direction upwards, upwards, you know, where we're exerting ourselves—that is, if we're not doing that, then something's amiss. Right? If we're not doing that, if we're coasting or we're if we're on cruise control, that's the greatest danger. So, what takes us away from this recognition of being vigilant?
right, being vigilant to do. So, what, so now in Parake, in the fifth Parak, the Ramchal is going to talk about things that pull us away. You know, I, 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 I gave this mashal, I don't remember if I gave this in this class, that really life is a yellow brick road. Did I ever talk about the yellow brick road in this class? I did? No? So I, used to, I, I, said, I think I said that with my other, maybe from the men one, one time. I said, you know, life is like a yellow brick road. Everyone heard of the yellow brick road? Yes. Right? Was it of Oz? Was it of Oz, right? See, life is like a yellow brick road. The yellow brick road? The yellow stones. Yellow stones to Oz, you know? So the, it's the, some, some people are not born on that yellow brick road. And they have to find their way onto the yellow brick road, because that's how you get to Olam Haba. That yellow brick road leads to the place of glory. Some people are not born there. They take, and, some, and some people are, are, have a hard time getting on that road. Some people are born on that road and they see a pretty flower and they say, I'll come right back. Or they're distracted. Or someone says, hello! And they say, how are you? And they get off the road. Right? Or sometimes there's something on the side there and they lose focus and they get off the road. Sometimes they come right back on. Sometimes they don't come right back on. But the key is in life to get to where you're supposed to is to get on that road, and once you're on there, stay on there. Right? And that road is not just being orthodox, being Torah observant. It's being growth-oriented. That is the yellow brick road. The yellow brick road of life is to be a growth-oriented Torah Jew. Wherever you are, to get onto that road, and once you're on there, stay on there. Today, we're going to think of the things that take us off that road. Things that push us away from that road. So says the Ramchal, the things that cause us to lose the hero's vigilance in life is shlosha, is three things. Ha'echad, number one, is ha'tipol v'ha'tirda ha'olamis. Right? Being occupied, preoccupied, and involved with, overwhelmed by life. You're busy, you have, you have kids, you have Work, you have exercise, you know, things in life. Things pull you away from spirituality. You have, you're very busy in life, number one. Number two is haschoik v'halatzon. Levity and mockery. Everything's a joke. You don't take life seriously. Like this is really I had lunch with last week. Everything was funny. Laughed his way through everything. Ah, Like everything was a joke. Message people, by the way. Everything. I mean, there's plenty of Americans the same way, but they talk differently. It's like a there's a different genre of like that Jew, like sophisticated. You know, like it's a joke. Like, nothing's really serious. It doesn't make a difference, right? So uh, if you're observant, you take things, like, but but it's not. Don't take things so seriously. Make make light of it. Making things into a joke is number two. We're gonna elaborate and flesh out. All of these things. And number three is Chavarol. Bad friends. Bad friends. Right? How many good people get the wrong friend? I always say there's never a kid who start, takes drugs on their own. It's always somebody who offers it to them. Right? And that's in the, in the, in the, in the in the You know, you, know a kid, you don't end up, but a bad friend can pull you in the wrong place. Sometimes those friends are relatives. And sometimes they're just your friends. Bad friends could cause a person to leave that yellow brick road and never come back. The first one is, is respect to 
uh, involvement and preoccupation with your day in life. People are get busy uh, with life. Uh, we already spoke about it earlier. Since a person's tarod is involved involved in their day in and day things. So if you're in business, you're thinking about your your deals, your business, your work, your and in this part of the world, high tech, uh, typically. Or if you have kids and you have a house and you have, you know, or you're doing both, <laughs> your head's in all kinds of places, right? Which, if you infuse it, could be spiritual. But in, intrinsically, it's not something spiritual. Plenty of Gentiles are working and involved with kids and not thinking about God for one minute. Plenty of Jews as well. So it's you can infuse that with spirituality, but it doesn't it's not in and of itself spiritual? Okay, you have to have that focus. It's, so you can be so caught up with life. That you never you forget about Hashem. Well, you may be religious at times, but it's not it's not a part of your life. It's very little. You're so busy with so many other things that you can't think about being a kinder person, a more generous person, a person who works on their prayer, a person who takes Shabbos more seriously. You're not thinking about any of these things. You're just thinking about in your own mind survival, <laughs> getting through the day. You know, I I, I I'm sure we've heard, we've heard this from other people. Uh, Rabbi, I, I'm just trying to. I'm I'm busy. You know, I, you know I'll see Yom Kippur. You know, I don't have time. You know, I don't have t- I don't have time. I'm busy. Yeah, the guy has time to golf. Guy has time to have you know Starbucks with for his business. But I don't have time. You know, I, I remember when I was in law school. Uh, I, 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 I when I when I interviewed for some law firms, I remember it was. One for the heavy hours. They were high in the hours. So I wanted to find out what like, the work life was like, you know, family life, like the balance. So I said to this guy, like, so I said to this guy, oh, so tell me what it's like, you know, if you're married, I was married with kids, you know, to be a family man in a firm. Rabbi, I said, Rabbi, I wasn't Rabbi, but I wasn't. So I said to me, I'm on my third marriage, trust me, it's fine. And to myself, like, oh my goodness. And I didn't even realize, like, you know, you can marry your business. Like, you know what happens when you marry a business? You don't have a wife. You don't have kids. You don't have a life, right? Well, you can marry your business and forget about Hashem. So, you can be married to your chores. You can be married to, your, to, to your, your social life and forget about Hashem. You get so busy, you have no time for spirituality. You have no time for what the whole purpose of life is. <laughs> the whole of her, the essence of Chaim is this. And you get so busy, you, get, you lose focus. You know, I, what, I, I, someone told me this last week, I know somebody, he told me, like right now I'm doing my business in a few years, in a few years, I'll, I'm going to take, I'm going to do these things. Do you think in a few years to be less busy or more busy? Like, it's, it's always going to be there. A person loses focus because they're talking about they're caught up in all the chains and burdens of their jobs, of their work, of their life. The after lahem, lahem, and you can't think about your life. How you read this? My, you know, there's some people that are so busy being mothers, <laughs> they do a poor job. If they'd work on themselves, not getting angry, you know, being patient, but they're so busy being a mother, <laughs> you know, on, on strategies, on stratagems. Right? If they'd be working on themselves. There'll be a million, a million other things they can, they can go ahead and get. Right? So, 
for spirituality, I, I, this we've all heard is a famous story that Rabbi Saul Salanter was once asked. The guy said he had an hour a week to study Torah. What should he study? So typically, in the, in, in the world of Torah, the highest thing is Gemara. He figures, hey, Gemara, what Mesechta to learn? So Rabbi Salanter told him, Rabbi Salanter was the Gadol Hadur, the greatest sage in the latter half of the 19th century in Lithuania. So Rabbi Salanter said, learn Musr, and he realized you have a lot more than an hour a week to learn. You'll have a lot more. Learn Musa. Look at look deeply. And you'll realize you have a lot more than an hour a week to learn. Right? You have to be involved in the world. You have to take. You have to exercise. You have to eat. You have to sleep. You have to take. Do involved in business. These are things you have to do. You have to make a parnasa. That's mukrach. But being overly involved in it, being overly involved in it. You can't have a life. You don't have a shaman life. You're missing. Let me ask you a question. If you know, if you're married, or you have a relationship, or you're a parent, or or or, or you're a child, whatever it is, if you can't have a relationship with your family at all from the job, what do you do to such a job? What do you do? I'll tell you what I would do. I'd, I'd, I'd quit. I would go somewhere else. I'm, what, a job is more important than my kids and my wife. Mm-hmm. That's my, you know, what's your priorities in life? Well, where's your heart? You know, what are you doing? Yeah, I, 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 if, if you, if somebody's in a job and they're physically getting sick, what do you do? You quit. You don't do such a job. You're, you're getting sick. And when you get spiritually sick, or when you get spiritually sick, when you're, when you're selling your neshama and your neshama starves to death, how do you do that to yourself? That's a yes, How do you have a situation where you let your neshama, your soul, starve? You don't, you, you don't feed your neshama. You know, the Rambam, Maimonides, and Shemona Prokim, in his Hakdama, his introduction to Pirkei Avos, compares the soul, just like you physically have to eat, you spiritually have to eat for your neshama. You have to, in fact, the, the Rebchaim Vital, who's the greatest student of the Rizal, says you, you pray three times a day like you eat three times a day. You're, it means the reason that Chazal made prayer at those intervals is because that's how much. One of the things, most important things about tefillah, about prayers, it brings you close to Hashem. It's not just because you're obligated to pray. We need to pray. Now, men need it more than ladies. Who have you have to have minyan, but everyone needs to pray. You forget you can starve your neshama. Not only do you starve your neshama, you don't work on yourself if you get caught up in life. Uh, this is in particular so it's put to everyone to, it means it's put times to spiritual growth everybody has to have a certain point each day where we focus on spiritual growth does anyone, does anyone, not, does anyone fast today? anyone fast? does anyone ever fast when they're obligated to? if you do you probably you know Need to see a psychiatrist for you know eating disorder, right? I'm saying people eat. That's healthy. People eat every day, right? Right? Yeah, you get healthy. People eat every day. I, I ate well by the way on Sunday. So good. It was a good food at the Torah, right? Fantastic. You know, uh, at the end of the day, you eat well. You, you make time to eat. You have to make time for for ruchnias. 
that a person has to make, it cannot be a day in your life where you had no connection to Hashem. If you didn't, you didn't, you starved your neshama that day. You, you starved in a shama. A day you don't connect to Hashem is you starve in a shama. It's like you didn't eat that day. In the physical world, you'll feel it, but in the spiritual world, you, you, you starve in a shama. So he says a person has to have set times for Torah for Ruchnias. For Zachar, Hashem, it's Tarechas, Yisla Adam, Lishiagiel, Zahiras, actually, so Torah, which I'm going to expand to Ruchnias, is the most important for all of everything else. Uchmam Rabbi Pinchas, Torah is Mevia Ali Day. Without Torah, you will not come to Zahiras, the vigilance at all. If you're an ignorant person, if you don't think about Hashem, you won't be a pious person. If you don't put time into spiritual growth, you, it will not happen. It will, you know, it will not happen, especially in the world we live in today. If you do not put time into it, if you don't put time into character development, you will be the same person in 10 years from now or in 20 years from now, if not worse, than you were today. You, a person needs to put time into that. Uh, who created our souls. He created Torah as the antidote to allow us to be successful. Ever, anyone ever have an antibiotic? What happens if you don't take your antibiotic? You don't get well. You don't get well. You have a. You have. You have. You have. Uh, I'll off. My favorite dermatologist. Right. Right. You ever have people ever come to you with athlete's foot? Yeah. So what happens if they don't put any medicine on it? If they have it, they put no creams on it. They put nothing on it. Get better. Again, you can't. Really? It could get better by itself? Yeah, not, not by itself. So you put nothing on it. Wash it. But you do nothing. You do nothing. You wear smelly socks every day. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> no, but I'm saying you don't take care of it at all. You just wear the same. Sometimes, you know, in the head. In the head. They can. Itchy, yeah. itchy. Yeah. So in this case, Hashem creates us. You're guaranteed not to be successful if you don't follow, follow it. Right? Now, success, by the way, doesn't mean they're going to be doing a murderer or a thief or... That success for us means being the person we could be. Okay? It means being the person we could and should develop into. Being the person we could and should develop into. The, 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 per, the person we, 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 sh- we, we were able to. Is that Torah God says, I created the Yitzhahara, evil inclination. And if God says, I created this illness or this difficulty, and this is the antidote, the only way you could be successful in being the person you could and should be is with a connection to Torah and with spirituality. That's the only way. Uh, um, a person who think they'll do other things and be successful in this area is fooling themselves. If you want to get onto that yellow brick road and stay there, then you've got to follow the rules of the yellow brick road. And the way you get on that yellow brick road is by being spiritual healthy. And the way you stay on there is by being spiritual healthy. And the way you do that is first and foremost dedicating t- 
time to Torah and to spirituality. Dedicating time to Torah. And the world we live in today, the messaging is so crazy. It has nothing to do with anything that we believe in. Everything out there, all the messaging around us, right, is not telling us that. We don't have, you know, it used to be, if you lived in Vilna in 1655, you would see the shach walking around. You know the shach was? You know the shach was? You know the shach? Shach is the foremost commentator on, on Shulchanach on Yeridah. Shach was a Jew. You walked, you saw, you saw Moshe. You know, like, you saw, saw a Jew like that. You saw lots of people like that. And you go to Shul, people would be screaming their heads off. Shma! And you go down there and everyone was sneers. There's not one lady. Every, every lady was dressing sneers around you. And everyone would say... Only nice things, no I mean, it wasn't not everyone, but that was the society. So when you live in that society, you know what you can do? Coast a little bit. No, you know? Is that, but does that, does that remind you of San Francisco out of curiosity, Vilna in 1656? Anything alike? You know, the shock walking around, people dressing all sneers, people saying, you know, Bezashem, please God. How is the weather today? Oh, please God, it should be nice. And it, does, that, does that resonate to, to the world we live in today at all? Not at all. That's not the world we live in. So if we, especially, he's writing this, the Ramchal's writing this in the mid-18th century. Today, if you don't make time for Torah, you'll never have it. It ain't going to be there. If you don't put time to spiritual growth, it's not coming from anywhere else. You're not, you're not, you know, it, it, a person needs that. That is the antidote to a person to, to, to steig. Misbelling, misbelling, you know what steig means? What does steig mean? Good, close, steig, huh? Effort and study are prerequisites for steiging. To grow, to push, to to get to, to get ahead, to to yalla. No yalla. Yes, we know that. Right. Yalla. There we go. Yalla in life. You know, you gotta go yalla in life. If you're going yalla, you're in a good place. Not right, right. Yalla. It's just, right. Steig. You know, you don't get a share. Ask, ask Andy and Titan, you steig today. Ask him, did he steig today when you see him? It's in Yiddish? Yiddish. Yiddish. But in every yeshiva, the litmus test for Rosh Hashiva is a, is a bakar, is a student steiging. Steiging. It means, you know, you could be a little bit, you could be a little bit behind, but if you're steiging, you're pushing yourself, you're growing. You could be way ahead, you could coast. Very so the ultimate of the it's, a, it's direction. It's, your, it's direction coming from you. Right? Um, oh my goodness. He says if a person tries to do without Torah and spirituality, you know when you'll make the, you'll, you'll really come to terms with it and you die. <laughs> what a loss. What an absolute loss. You could have, you know, to me that's the scariest thing. You know, as a role of a show of, of unbelievable people, is that somebody sells themselves short, you know? I mean, people are here, are, 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 are by and large people, are, you know, but the mistake is, if you could have been more, hey, there's going to be a picture of who we're supposed to be in this world. All of us, all of us in this room. There's going to be a picture of what we should have been. And they say, why didn't this happen? You could have been this. Nobody stopped you. Don't blame your mother. Don't blame your friends. Don't blame your, your IQ. Don't blame your fourth grade teacher. I've heard them all, by the way, all those things. All right? Uh, it's you. 
Because Hashem is going to look at us who we could be. And the only way it's going to be is if we put the time in. The only way is to put in this part. And again, I'm not just... You can go to the other class. This class gives us that perspective. It's a a credit to everyone who comes, really. To put time into spiritual growth is so important. (laughs) It's so crucial. We could all lose so much opportunities in life by not having that, that, that sense of focus. You'll realize your ultimate mistake when you die. Right? Would do anything to sell short. <laughs> I mean, anything to sell short. You know, yeah, you, oh, you're very religious, or you're very, like this Israeli guy last week. Oh, boy. What do you want from me? Right? I yeah, he's lying the straightest, you know. Yeah, but we all do that. Everyone does that. We all do that to an extent. I all have that facade. The Yitzhahara doesn't, you know, I'm, 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 and, it, and you can have a person who's excellent in certain areas. They daven so nicely and they take Shabbat seriously and they're nice, but they have weak, they're weak in this one area and that's okay. <laughs> Yitzhahara is happy that they have that reality. This one area, you know, there's good people. I, 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 Rav, I have, I've heard, I'm telling you, I've heard it all. I, have, I've heard it all. I've had people you can't imagine men looking at the worst things in the world, at the worst, their eyes in the, in the gutter, I, and, and I've had the person you think is the nicest person, the most depressed, <laughs> the most sad. Such a good person, so caring. Everyone loves the person. And they're so sad. Why do you? Why, I'm not talking about clinicals. I'm talking about sad. It's people love the person. People care about the person. The person's sad. What are you being sad for? I see it's a, it's a hard to say it's okay to be sad. That's okay. You're, you're supposed to be sad. I was just reading this article somebody sent me about eating disorders. I don't, I, you know, and about, um, it was about this woman who, who she caught divorcing Ed. Ed was her eating disorder. Right? Ed. Divorcing Ed. And it was a, a very successful woman. And she said, like, you could have lived with her, been around her, you would have never known she had this, this problem until she hit rock bottom. You know, but, the, but what was interesting, when, when you read this, it was a part of a large book, I think like 30 pages of it, is that what Ed, her, she called it Ed, her eating disorder, would tell her is that you are a failure. Like, he, he would put her down, right? He would, that's how the entire works. It's happy if you get you on one weak link, you know what? What's a chain? What's that? How strong is a chain? As strong as its weakest link. As strong link. as weakest link. And if there's a weak link, even if you're great and, and you're a good person, the Yitzhahara could clobber a person, could ruin a person on that weak link. Right? Uh, on the weak link. So the Yitzhahara is, 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 for all of us, is very strong. We all have weak links. And the Yitzhahara wants to break us or build us. It depends on how you want to view it right now. Uh, 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 so it tells us, you know that, that weak link, you're okay. You can have your temper tantrums because otherwise you're okay. You can be depressed because otherwise you're okay. You can look at that website because otherwise you're okay. That's, that's how it tells us, forever that thing is for us. And, and, and it could, and it's our, and what happens is we discover, we don't, even, we don't even work on it, it becomes okay. It's like our reality at this point. We're okay. This is stolen. Don't think to be okay. Mm-hmm. Is it good to be okay? It's good to think to be okay. No, you don't want to be okay. Want to be? It depends. 
depends. Very sophisticated, very sophisticated answer. Good answer. So no, okay. I want to be okay. I want to be okay. I want to be okay. So if the Yitzhah is telling us we're okay, give us a pat on the back. We're happy to be okay. And really, you, you could have people in many areas. I think, and if you, if you don't work on it, it could break. I'm, I, I can't tell you, you know, how really wonderful people have awful things happen to them or make terrible mistakes because they don't work on themselves. And that one weak link, it's our crushes them in. You know, it, it breaks them in. Right? And ultimately, some things we'll never know until we die because she's going to say, why didn't you work on this? Why didn't you make an effort in this? So the first thing to have is the heroes to be on that yellow brick road is you need to invest time. <laughs> you have to put time in Torah. If you do everything else in this world and you don't put that time in, you doesn't take Torah and, and Ruchnius. Um, you don't even realize how sick you are. He's not talking about a person who's religious. He's talking about a person who sells themselves short. You're going to go through your life and be, you know, I, 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 I said this, you know, previously. If Mark Zuckerberg would work as a, a busboy, maybe a nice guy, he would have sold his life short. Would you agree? You know, he, he could be, if, 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 if what's his name? Uh, Sergi Jobs. Sergi Jobs. Yeah, Sergi Jobs, right? If Sergi Jobs, who was working for Yahoo, I love a shalom, right? So he's working for Yahoo, and, and he ends up he go he, instead of going to Stanford and opening whatever uh, uh, Sergi Jobs open Orange or Google, whatever you want to call it, right? So he goes ahead and ends up being a low computer engineer. He sold himself short. He could have been the, I mean the most innovative person in Silicon Valley. Instead, he was a regular person. All of us, if we, we have everyone in this room, and I know everyone in this room, has tremendous potential for, to be the people we should be. If we don't do that, we're, instead of being the Steve Jobs, the Sergey Brin, or the Mark Zuckerberg, we're going to be the, the low engineers. It doesn't mean we'll be miserable people, and it doesn't mean we'll be terrible people. It just means that... If, if Steve Jobs would have been uh, 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 you know, a, a low-level engineer. He wouldn't have been a bad person, but he would have sold himself short. You know, anyone ever hear of this guy, LeBron Curry? <laughs> no one follows sports there, like I do. Yeah. Right? I've heard you know, two people who have one of those names each. You don't read the same sports paper as I do. <laughs> uh, LeBron Curry. Imagine LeBron Curry uh, ends up, ended up, you know, um, I don't know. Is there minor leagues in basketball? Minor leagues in basketball. My stomach is something like that. And the minor leagues in basketball because he, he, he ate lots of cheeseburgers and didn't exercise, right? And he, or he got involved with girls he should not be involved with and he got involved with smoking. Uh, he's not at a loss. He could have been LeBron Curry, right? The champion of the Golden State Cavaliers. And instead, he is, you know, a chubby guy in the minor leagues who smokes. Right? He could have been someone great. And instead, he was short. Well, that's all of us. I mean, I mean this is ser- it's a serious stuff because this is every Jew this applies to. Whether they come to this class, they never hear the Nisalashashab, they never hear it in a million years, they don't want to hear it in a million years. This is reality. We have potential in this world. We, become, we could become 
great in this world. Right? We can steig in this world. Um, you know, or we could you know, sell ourselves short. Mrs. Snyder, I'm going to pick on you again. You want to have a great marriage or a mediocre marriage? Great. Great. Would you be happy to have a mediocre marriage? As long as we can work on it. That's a good answer. It's unbelievable. As long as you can work on it. Would you be satisfied to have a mediocre? No, but, but let's say you did something mediocre and you say, you know, after all is said and done. Right? All of us are supposed to be other people. So he says the only way, remember I'm saying this, the only way, says that Ramachal, there's only one way. If you're not doing this, you will not be on that yellow brick road. If you're not doing this, you will not, you will not be successful. If you're not feeding your neshama, you can live 120 years and go in circles and you will not be the person you could and should be. Period. You will not. You can be the nice person, but you're going to have weak links. You know, I, I, I remember, I think I said this once, my mother had a friend, such a nice person, religious lady, but I, I'm, you know, looking back as a teenager, she would, you know, I don't think she ever, you know, she shopped in the wrong stores. Her skirts were always about seven inches too short. Right? A nice person. I mean, really nice person. And I think, I, you know, but, so in that area, she never worked on herself. Maybe she, I haven't seen her for a long time. But, you know, she walked around. Men looked at her, not, you know, all the time. <laughs> when, you know, not only her husband. What do you think? She's not, you're not liable for that, for, for affecting men's heads and marriages and for your own self-image and your own self-esteem. So why was she like that? Well, I don't know. I was too young to really pick up on her. But there's no question she's gonna, she should have worked on that. It's not just because you're a nice person, you can do what you want. There's other people, there's, there's I, you know, I, I once got... You know, you live in Meisharim, and as in the Meisharim, there's Sadiqim and righteous people. But there's plenty of people wearing white and black who are not so righteous. <laughs> there are plenty of weak spots, plenty of them, right? And sometimes you need a guy who can have a nice long beard and shuckle and then bump into you and not say excuse me, right? Or or be rude and not say apologize. Chutzpah. Who are you saying? You know, he doesn't even think it's wrong. He thinks he's a holy... He's walking around thinking he's, he's Moshe Rabbeinu's first cousin. He's up there with Rav Shach and like, you know, Ravad Yosef. I mean, the man's a rude guy. But in his own mind, you're not working on himself. You don't work on, on, on yourself. You can go your whole life. Your whole life. And when, after 20 years, it's gonna, this guy's going to be showing me, bumping into me on, on, on Gula and saying, why did you didn't say excuse me? Why don't you apologize? And probably not just me, probably a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you can live your whole life the only way is to focus on spirituality if you don't make time daily you're starving yourself that day that won't let you be on the yellow, yellow brick road you will starve for that day and starving is a problem right? a sick person goes to doctors and he recognizes his sickness this is the medication. This is what you should take. But this guy, this lay person, who's not a doctor, didn't go to medical school, this is the first thing he had that medicine. He says, no, I don't want to take the medicine. I don't know, I don't, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for the medicine. Or I don't like the taste of the medicine. I'm not taking the medicine. She, um, or, you know, I'll take an herbal remedy. Or I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll exercise more. You can die. 
There's sicknesses you can die from. Vaday. Kenada Razer. Kimi Emishi Yakub Echale Yetzer. Ah? Is that a question? Person that doesn't recognize the Yetzer Chazal, our sages who knew what the Yetzer was, who were the, our spiritual doctors. Our doctors, the best doctor for the soul is Chazal. Chazal understood how our souls work. Chazal, you know, through, through, from Sinai, we Messiah. They know how Hashem created us. Who was around and they told us that Hashem said that Rufua is Torah. Putting time for such a Mi'efo, could it be that person leaves us behind? You get so involved in life. So I'm involved in my job. So by men, I'm telling you, there are guys who tell me all the time. They have no time for minion or learning because they're busy at work. And then they tell me they guilt me. Oh, but I have my family too. The best thing you can do for your family, I'm not saying it has to be a balance, is spending time in Tyrone and Tefillah. Now, everyone's different. I'm not, uh, uh, every case is different. But, you know, you got to put time in Tyrone. I remember, I'll tell you, uh, when I was in Lakewood Yeshiva, <coughs> so I got into the University of Pennsylvania Law School. So I was going to the University of Pennsylvania Law School. So I asked my great Rosh Hashiva, Harab Zelig Epstein, a blessed memory, who was one of the wisest men I ever met. He learned in the mirror in Lithuania with someone called Birucham Levavitz, who wrote a sefer called Das Chachma Musar. I mean, the Harusa, he published it. You know, so I said to him like this, I'm in Lakewood. Anyone ever been to Lakewood, New Jersey? Lakewood? Lakewood is like you're, you imagine you're in a different galaxy. Like, you know, like, you have to find a Shabbos guy is hard. You know, to find non-kosher is hard. To find non-kosher is hard. It's not utopia. There's plenty of foibles there. But it's, there's a lot of Torah there. And a lot of good things there. I'm in Lakewood. I was there for a few years. I was in the Kerala there. I'm going to law school. My, my wife was teaching in the girls' high school there. My my Chadva my wasn't really in, in school there. as Simon was just born. So I said, well, should I just drive an hour and a half a day back and forth to Philadelphia, go to law school? Stay in Lakewood, and I'm, you know, in Lakewood they call Ira Taylor, city of Taylor. Should I move to Philadelphia? So Rabbi Epstein said to me, he said, why do, you, why do you want to stay in Lakewood? I said, Lakewood, you know, my kids want to Lakewood. Our wife, kids, it'll be great. So he said to me, I want to tell you something. If you, if, if the most important thing for a husband, for the house, is he's excited about Torah. As far as Torah is concerned, okay? You know, he said, if you drive for three hours a day, you're going to come back. You're going to waste the three hours of your life. You'll be tired. You won't have, you won't have excitement in Yiddishkeit. You won't be excited and your family will lose the most. Understand? A person, you, if you don't have... A, you know what the best thing for a, a husband, for a father, for a person, for a mensch, for a friend is? A little time a day to work on, 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 on development. You know, I was just listening to... I, 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 I am like a bucky in... Uh, Self-help people. I can tell you Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey. You know, I'm like I can tell you the the Rashi Prakam of these books. So sometimes when I'm bored, anyone who knows when I'm like doing answering emails, I put either, either my back on my office. I'm listening listening to speeches, or I'm listening to Shwaki. <laughs> Depends on my mood. You know, obviously you've heard both. Right? So I'm saying I can't answer emails just in them. You know, it's not like listen. And when I'm doing my drushes, it's for sure music. Like and then I just pace as I'm like. You know, preparing to to do a drasha. So I was one one of these days because I was listening to a guy Tracy. I had never heard him before. He's like a a big author, etc. Said a remarkable thing. He said that he studied all six you know for years 
um, self-made millionaires. And one of the most important things of self-made millionaires is constantly working on professional development. And companies, that you have to constantly work on, the, on your own skill set and to try to improve it. Because people around you are improving, right? People, so his point was, when you invest in yourself, you'll be a better worker, a better salesman, your company will be better. You, can't, you, you have to have professional and personal development. That was in life also. You're going to be a father. You're going to be a husband. You're going to be a, a friend. You're going to be a Jew. You need time to develop yourself constantly. I, 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 you know, there's the FFB syndrome. There's the Balchuva syndrome. This is the Balchuva syndrome. It goes, person gets excited. They become religious. And they've made it. And the rest of the life, they just coast. We <laughs> message people. And then they tell me, oh, Rabbi, you know, do you know where I came from? Do you know what my parents are like? So that's great. What, and so you say, it's like, then I, then I meet the other person, the guy with, you know what yeshiva I went to? Me and the guy's 40 years old, doesn't open a book. <laughs> like, you know, yeshiva I went to, I went to, you know, you don't meet such people here as much, but I went to Zai Yeshiva. And what about, you know, I, I know there are people here who are not religious who tell me that they're thir- they went to, they remember Cheder. You know, Rabbi, you know, Rabbi I, I went to Jewish school. I went to, you know, they went to Sunday school, like when they're in Toronto, when they're, you know, when they're to an Orthodox synagogue. They were not observant even then. But they, they, they think like they're, they're, they're well educated. <laughs> that's it. There's, that, that's it. There's like no continuum of, of growth. And the only way is to put time and energy in it, he says. He says so a person, the med- this is the medicine. You don't take the medicine, you will be sick at some level. You will. Yeah, people think, oh, he's a nice person. She, my mother's friend, nice lady. You would meet her, everyone here would love her. She's like Mrs. Hartman. She would hug you, she'd help you. She, she's very, you know, I, I want to just... That's Florida influence. Right? That's how Florida is. Everyone love you. Who could, you know? Mrs. Hartman, do you have any enemies? No! I'm, you know, all right. All right. Everyone, uh, you know, all right. So, at the end of the day, you know, but you know what? This lady, again, at the time, was selling herself way short. You don't walk around with skirts like that. You know, you don't walk around that way. Uh-uh. If I noticed that as a teenager, you think a Kaj Barkley noticed that? <laughs> you don't think these guys are the rest of life you walk around? I'm telling you, you walk around like that? That's not how you walk around, Period. That's not how a Gentile walks around, let alone a Yid, let alone a Jew who's religious. That's not how you walk around. You could do a million things. If you don't invest in it, you're not going to get to where you're supposed to get. Uh, and what happens is then you get caught up in life. You don't have time for class, you don't have time for shirs, you don't have time for shul, you don't have time for davening. I'm busy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm, you know, uh, I'm busy with all kinds of stuff. and important stuff. Important. Raising kids are important. Work is important. This is important stuff. I need to exercise. Do you want me to get a heart attack? <laughs> do you want me to get fat? Do you want me to? Do you, do you want me to be unhealthy? I, I gotta. I gotta eat. I gotta sleep. I gotta exercise. You know. I, I gotta do all kinds of things. All kinds of stuff. Until a person says, "Welcome in the MS." They forget the Olympic road. They're so caught up on this alternate road. You know what the alternate road is? This is the alternate road. You eat, you sleep, you work, you stay at the same religious observance for your whole life. And you just go on in life that way. And you don't work on yourself. Some people go down. Some people were never even experienced the Yellow Book Road, so they have no spirituality, zero zilch in their lives. 
right? And you just live on that road because you're caught up in a million other things which take you away from, from Hashem, take you away from, from, from growth. This is not even, it doesn't even hit in their mind. If you go ahead and study Torah and you learn the laws, right? You see that the, the, the Torah says to act and to live. When you have that connection and you're learning it, like my wife gives a class. Right? My my wife uh, was born from the day she was born. She was born to a, a Shabbos observant home. Right? She's when I married her, she was pretty religious already. And she feared Hashem plenty. Um, and you learn from her. You know, she's giving a class Thursday nights on the phone. Anyone call you call in? Anyone call in? Someone is calling Thursday. She's a Thursday night. How long? Fifteen minutes? Twenty minutes? Fifteen minutes. So she's told me she's done. I think Rabbi Pincus's work on Shabbos. She's doing what? She's doing Rabbi Spiro. Sort of Hirsch. She's voxed. You know what voxes? You know what voxes? Vox means to grow. You're learning Yiddish tonight, also. Voxed. She's grown in her Shabbos observance. She's, she's kept Shabbos for decades. She, but she's vaxxed. You know why? Because 20 minutes a week, she learns some of the hashkafa of Shabbos. So she's grown her... You learn about Shabbos. You grow in Shabbos. You know, when you, you know what's crazy to me? Honestly, I, what bothers me to no end, I'm sure anyone has got this vibe for me, I cannot take a Jew who says blessings and davens and doesn't think about it. I, I just... Mind-boggling to me. It's surreal to me. It's surreal to me because every bracha, every single bracha, without exception that a Jew makes, should connect them to Hashem. Should have hakara satov. Should be, should be a recognition of Hashem. When you pray, it should connect you to Hashem. I mean, people, the Avon Shemona Esrei, or they bench, first of all, if you talk to any human being that way, I mean, you know, you'd be crazy. It'll be crazy. It'll be a turnoff to the person, but it's such a loss. You know what's the greatest loss that you could be even? Life is, you know, what happens with spirituality comes geometric, right? It's not like in you, Davin, you're on a higher level, you're on a higher level, you lose out. You know. So what happens is you daven your whole life. So instead of investing in spirituality to make your davening better, to look at the words, to understand the words, what you're saying better. To look into the, into the into it to take time to make energy. So you daven your whole life the exact same way, never inspired by davening. And the, one of the purposes of davening is to be merit things because you don't daven correctly, you get less things that you could have had that you should have had in this world had you daven correctly. But what happens? You never work on davening the whole life. You never work on rock. Is, is that crazy? If, does, does that make sense to absolutely anyone? Does it make sense to anyone that your whole life to go through brachas and benching and davening and never twerk on it? Does it make sense to keep Shabbos for 26 hours and not do it? Does it make any sense? You know what? That girl whose letter I read today, she, it made no sense to her. And she wrote such a letter, like she does everything for her husband and kids. I mean, she's not Shomer Shabbos in her heart at all. You know why? Because it didn't, there was nothing there. Now, no one here is like that. But at the end of the day, how is it possible to have Shabbos the most holy, beautiful day of, of, of the week, and never work on it. Uh, to have to feel it and never. Do you ever have a company that way? Do you have anything that way? But the Yitzhahara says you have to. I'm busy. I got, I'm keeping Shabbos and kosher. I'm, I'm so busy co- keeping Shabbos and Navi, I have no time for it. Right? That's what happens. That's how the Yitzhahara works. 
we get so caught up and so busy. But the Torah reminds us that a class like this puts life into perspective. It reminds us what we're supposed to be striving for and, 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 and doing. Um, so Torah, it, when we learn it, it causes his iris, uh, an inspiration to do it correctly, especially why we're doing it, how we do it. Chazal say that halavai that you would leave me and you would still keep my Torah. So I just want to finish Torah. Next week we'll do levity and mockery and then bad friends. I, I personally think that if you're on the road, the worst thing is bad friends. But if you don't, if you're not, this thing pulls a person off the road. If you're not investing in spirituality, if you're caught up by a million other things. You know, bad friends, oh, we're going to bad friends. Bad relatives, bad friends are a big pull down. Big pull down, big pull away from a person again. But if you don't, you don't, you won't even get there if you don't put time into it. You won't get, you know, you, you won't get to being a happier person if, if you're not happy, you don't invest in being happy. You won't get, you won't get to be a, a calmer person if you don't, your tefillah, I, I promise you, without exaggeration, you will not pray better the rest of your life if you don't work on it. Now, it could be sometime, God forbid, a person a tragedy that helps them pray. That will be temporary. You will be the same blessing, virkatamazon, benching, the rest of your life unless you make changes to it. Unless you invest in, you know, stopping and slowing down, focusing on the words or studying the words or learning about benching, how holy benching is. If you, you'll, go, you'll go cruise control and however you bench when you're 16, you'll do it at 22. Unless you have bad friends and you'll, you, you'll imitate them and you'll bench worse. I'm not joking. This is what happens. Uh, you know? I'm, I mean, I mean, without an exaggeration, tonight, uh, it just by chance, we're to us my Yerush Shemayim, past tonight, this was up to in Tanah Boyo, guy visiting from LA, who learned in very good yeshivas. I, I never have. It's not like, the guy says, he asks me a couple questions, he says, why, why please learn with him over the phone? Okay, this is a guy, he learned in very good, he lives in Los Angeles. He said he realized that his year of Shammai was like, I was like, first I said, no, I have no time. Then it's like, I, I said, listen, take my card. You know, let's talk. You know, I, I mean, such a person hears a shir about Yerush Shammai wants to work, learn about Yerush Shammai. And that's a mensch. You know, that's a person. He's, he's in his late 30s. He's thinking like, what's my life about? <laughs> you know, where am I going? You know, you guys are in a serious business. A serious business. You know, uh, where, where am I doing? You know, how am I living? You know, the guy he came to Marvin a weekday. He's definitely a religious guy. He said the past two nights. But you can get so caught up, you don't work on your prayers. You don't work on your thought. You, you could be angry. You know, Moshe Feinstein mentioned the story a lot last year. The guy closed a, a, a car on his hand. Right? And he didn't scream. He didn't get upset. And he asked him, you don't even get angry. He says, you don't realize how many years I worked not to be an angry person. How many years I worked not to have anger? That's how you come to Moshe Fine. You think it's just osmosis? You, there's a guy I have a friend, his name is Echil Greenblatt. He, now he's a rabbi in, 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 in Israel. He, he, so his parents, his father's a big lawyer, his mother. So he, he told me that his parents were learning with somebody, and Rav Leuchter, and he was describing his rabbi, Rav Volba. He said, one sort of Volba was walking in the call, and a guy came running out of a, a door like this, Yeshiva Bakr and slammed Revolba on the back with the door. And Revolba at the time he was about in his 80s. 
he said, a woman is slim about like that, by probably 15, 16 years old, kid. He straightened up and he just kept walking. He didn't turn around. Why? Because he didn't, whatever, he, he didn't feel like to embarrass this kid. It was like, my natural reaction to once slam the door. What are you doing? Like, be careful. Like, what? It, 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 but uh, he had on himself for years. It doesn't happen naturally. You know, it didn't, you know, and it could be what sometimes you have to turn on the kid. But he felt the kid would have been mortified. He just kept, he kept walking. Like, nothing happened. That happened. Uh, yeah, they worked on themselves. Uh, so, Torah, Torah, is Gamkin Kviyasitim, Al Cheshvan to take time every day. You know, Cheshvan Amaisa, looking at our lives, it's like vitamins. You can't do too, you can't be like OCD, you can't do this all day long. <laughs> you gotta be. But every day, you need to have vitamins. You have to have a few minutes a day where you look at your life and say, what am I doing? How am I doing? Remember Ed Koch? What did, I, what, what, did he, what did he say? How am I doing? Right? How am I doing? So go around. So every day, after a few minutes, there you say, "How am I doing?" How's my bench? How's my davening? Am I a good wife or parent or whatever child or friend or my chesed? How's my happiness? How am I doing? How am I doing? What I'm supposed to be doing? free time. You'll utilize it. You have an opportunity. And I've had I've had ladies come to me. I'm, I'm I'm currently in between jobs. A few weeks. What could I do? Unbelievable. Instead of saying wasting all the next six weeks of lives in, in between jobs, what could I do? You know, what share should I take? Or should I learn something? Is there chesed? Should I work on something? You know, there there are ladies who come to the davening. You can another one come and daven for the week. It's, you know. You daven better some people. You get kaddish. Nothing wrong. You know, it's a good thing. You gotta, what can I do? If you have free time, you have you have extra time. You're gonna waste it. You're gonna what? You know, are you gonna live? Are you gonna utilize it for the good thing? You're gonna grab onto something. Lots of basic You're gonna engage in things which help your neshama, which help your soul. You're gonna feed your soul. You have extra time. Do great things with it. Do unbelievable things with it. Don't just squander it. You know what people people today kill time. Uh, the worst killer of time is iPhones. I, I uh, I'm not even. It's, I can't. I can't understand. I, but, you know, it's such an addiction. What a time killer. What an absolute time killer. It's so crazy. I'm not, there's, there's plenty of good uses for it. Well, not plenty. There's a few good uses to it. <laughs> I can think of at least two. Um, <laughs> My phone. I don't have a phone, but I, I've, 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 I've seen it. Uh, there are some some things, but it's such a waste of time. I mean, if you think how much mm, life, life, time, the most precious possessions, wasted on that thing. So certainly, if you have a, a, a bunch of time, chaperain, chaperainas, you have to know chaperainas. Yeah, I know chaperainas. Take advantage of it. Live it up. Live up a good, a tire, do something great. Do a great deed. Dive and work on yourself. Call someone, visit someone. Come to Minyan. I really, there's nothing wrong with ladies coming to Minyan. We're happy with Mechitz here, Baruch Hashem. You got, you know, you have to daven to Hashem. Who doesn't need to daven? You work on your davening. What a wonderful thing. Zeh Mafsid. He ends with this this last thing. Af al pishu yoyser, klalhinei hu yoyser. Even though it's the most pre- prevalent, it's the easiest to escape. The easiest to escape is, is investing in spirituality. Much harder, we'll pick up next week, 
is having an attitude where everything is a joke, levity, and having bad friends. Having friends, and bad doesn't mean evil. <laughs> bad does not mean evil. Bad means people who, who, who lead you down not the yellow brick road of life. Those two things make everyone So the first thing is all of us need time to invest in Torah, time to invest in our own spirituality. That's the beginning of, of helping us to get on that yellow brick road and when we're on there, just stand there. Thank you.